The following podcast is a part of RadioMisfits.com. It's time for Caffeinated Comics, a lively discussion and debate on comics, film, television, and collectibles, all fueled by the magic of Frappuccinos. And now, here's your hosts... John and Steven. Thank you, it's Cabinet Comics. I am your host, John Clark. With me, as mostly always, is my co-host, Stephen Brown. And with me, as mainly always, is our, our other co-host, Elliot, Elliot Serrano. And this feels kind of weird. I knew your name. Oh. <laughs> it's just, it's kind of like I'm, I'm walking into the room and I'm seeing you like with your old girlfriend, but I'm your <laughs> new girlfriend. It's like when your girlfriends <laughs> meet each other, you're like, but we're all cool with each other. We're right, like, oh, this is cool, cool, right? <laughs> See, I'm so out of it when you said I walk into the room, I thought you were going to say, oh, hi, Mark. <laughs> well, that would have been clever. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm in my second cup of coffee. I'm actually, uh, this is Costco coffee, but I'm drinking Kentucky bourbon infused Ooh. espresso beans that I have put uh, caramel into and I've had two of them. Oh, that sounds yeah, good. Wow, wow, wow. So nobody gets to talk. Yeah. I'm going to do all the heavy lifting today. <laughs> but uh, what we have to talk about, Marvel out of nowhere uh, dropped three trailers at once. They dropped an Ant-Man legacy trailer, which was mostly clips of the first two Ant-Mans and footage we've seen from Quantumania, um, which we can cover. But as I said, not much that's new. We got a Guardians of the Galaxy teaser. Which uh, shows a lot without really hinting what the story is. And then uh, what uh, Ellie and I will probably talk about for 54 minutes. <laughs> we finally got Indiana Jones 5 trailer, including the title. And the first footage that we have ever seen. So, uh, uh, in the words of Weird Science, what would you little maniacs like to do first? Well, I think just in the interest of actually talking about Guardians, <laughs> let's maybe do that first. And then we, can <laughs> we might run indie. out of time. Well, yeah, because if we start with Indy, we're just not going to stop talking about Indy. That's true. And like I said, uh, the Ant-Man trailer is great, but there, I didn't see a single new thing in it. It just made me more appreciative of Paul Rudd and excited about Kang. And I think it's going to be great. I don't know if there's much to cover there. So... Uh, Stephen, how did you feel? Stephen, have you seen the holiday special yet? No, the, I was. Uh, I haven't seen the holiday special yet, but I didn't even know they dropped it until Tina mentioned me to me about it. But the uh, why wasn't this trailer with the Black Panther movie? I think I think they wanted it to drop after the holiday special because there were a few things in this trailer which were actually revealed in the holiday special, oh, like, okay. like uh, what Groot looks like now. Yeah, um, there's a major plot point in the holiday special which I won't. Uh, spoil for you but that will absolutely impact three i think uh basically the holiday special is guardians like 2.5 yeah it's a bridge between the two yeah and um, it's, it's really fun yeah i've heard it's great so i really want to watch it um the trailer i liked i like that they don't show too much which is kind of nice um the uniforms are awesome the like the original abnet landing like blue and red uniforms is really cool yeah, that was um, a big surprise because I, I, it seemed at the first film I was like, okay, we're not going to do uniforms because they're such individuals that I was yeah. really surprised to see that they went for that in this one. 
Yeah, I think we're kind of seeing them kind of, they're going to do like every era. Like I never thought we would get like 90s Thor and then we got Thor with like the vest and like the boots and everything. So you also got Thor with a big Simonson helmet. Yeah. So it's like they are doing, I think, trying to like cover all their bases, but the it looked good. I keep, I'm not of like a James Gunn person. <laughs> I don't mind James Gunn. I like movies that he does, but I think I get really, um, I have like very little patience for his like horse shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's well, like, well, that... I just feel like this movie is going to go for something really sweet and like a really nice like character piece. And there's then there's going to just be like a dumb joke or something like in it. Now, we haven't talked about this. How do you feel about him taking over all of DC then? That I don't very care critical about. Because... DC over the years. Yeah. So it's like, like he might as well try, you know, it's like somebody needs to try, you know, so it's like, <laughs> it's it might like as well Exc be him, you know, it's like Excalibur. Everybody gets a pull on. Yeah, this you know, if he can't do it, get the next guy. I've got plenty of time, you know, and Jordan Peele is right behind him. Yeah. So, uh, Elliot. Your thought on the Cardians trailer, what struck you the most? Were there any major surprises? Uh, no major surprises. Uh, I know, well, when Gunn first announced that he completed the script for Volume 3, he he said it was like probably one of his most heartfelt one. It's going to bring everything together. And there is a a sense of finality to it. As we already know, that's, his, that's it for James Gunn in the MCU. He's done. He's... Yeah. Oh yeah, if he's taking over DC, he's not going to be making yeah. Marvel movies anymore. No, this is this is his his last Marvel project, which he almost didn't do, as you recall, because you know oh, he tweets, got booted. For, his uh, tweets came out; he got know. canceled. Then then he made the Suicide Squad, which and then Marvel's then, like fuck, get him back. Yeah, which then <laughs> spun off Peacemaker, which then spun off a James Gunn DC universe. So everything worked out for James Gunn. He 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 recently got remarried, you know. He got divorced from Pam from the office, but he seems to he seems to be landing on his feet from all of his trials and tribulations. Wow. He's doing okay. Yeah, he's so, doing fine. So um, so yeah, uh, the 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 them showing uh, young Rocket and all that. I I just have this feeling that it's the the movie itself is gonna be one of those real tug at the heartstrings type deals. Um, and, and, you know, I know Steven, as you said, he goes for something sweet and then he does makes a stupid joke. I, I have a feeling that he's probably gonna pull back a little on the over, well, and what uh, this, this uh, statement will age poorly. I'm sure when the, when the, when the movie comes out, but, uh, he's going to pull back on the stupid and go more for the heartfelt. Yeah. Uh, but we'll see. And I, I will so. say, no, and I, I'll say it, it looks like. You know, I, I think if you didn't know all the behind the scenes stuff going on, the the trailer still gives you this feeling like this is it. It's then the Guardians oh, yeah. are done at this point. You know, we're not, you know, like we, we've already finished out Iron Man. No more Iron Man. You know, we're not, we're going to go on to the next step of whatever it is. Yeah. Um, Guardians, I think, is, is something like they'll get rid of like uh I don't, I agree, like, Iron Man, we're not going to see another Iron Man. Like, maybe they'll put Don Cheadle in an Iron Man suit at the end of whatever he's doing, but I doubt it. But, like, the Guardians, I think it's, like, as a franchise, it's, like, they'll just do the future Guardians then. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, we'll get the 80s Guardians. You know, they'll just bounce around. 
Well, they built up, yeah, with Iron Man, I think they're, they've done so much work building up Rory Williams in Wakanda Forever. Yeah. And then um, the last I heard that Armor Wars Disney Plus show is now a movie. So um, I think Don Cheadle is going to be War Machine, but like War Machine and Ironheart are going to take the place yeah. of Iron Man. Uh, with Guardians, the one thing I wonder about this is this is going clearly going to be an ending. It's going to be James Gunn's swan song. Um Marvel's always let him feel that he owns these characters, much less than, say, you know, the Russo brothers owned Captain America. They right. knew, you know, they knew Captain America is a very known quantity in the public consciousness. We'll do these stories and we'll leave. With Guardians, it was so out there and he reinvented it so much. They even let him rewrite Infinity War and, and Endgame. So just to get those character voices down. But I do wonder if uh, this is it for these characters or if he's going to finish his story and then the characters will survive for something like Secret Wars. Like, could they could they come back for cameos and be in a fight? Or, or is he really going to close the book? Yeah, and especially, too, with these movies in particular, these were the, like the cast that was like the tightly knit cast. You know what I mean? It's like these were the guys where it's like they were always posting stuff on social media. They they kept like when they got rid of James Gunn, Drax was talking about leaving and not coming back. And like everyone was like up in arms about it. So it's like, yeah, you might be right. Maybe these characters are kind of done just because the actors will be like, yeah, you know, it's like they'll do like what Chris Pratt or Chris Evans did. He doesn't want to do this anymore. You know what I mean? He played Captain America for 10 years. How long has have the Guardians been the Guardians? You know what I mean? And it's not just two movies <laughs> this isn't the third guardians of the galaxy they were in fucking two avengers movies yeah you know? and thor yeah and thor yep, they were just know? in thor yeah and just in thor so it's like it's that's a lot of time playing the same characters that you're not giving a lot to do with you know what i mean it's like some people do right like rocket's gonna get like a whole thing in this story chris pratt obviously gets a story but like Mantis ain't doing anything, you know what I mean? She's well, just uh, another person wandering around in the background. Well, you know, I hate to I hate to be spoilers, but I think uh, this movie's going to be so loaded that uh, I think the holiday special was like an appendix to catch some of this stuff. Mm. There's a lot of Mantis in the holiday special. I'm not going to tell really? you what happens, okay. but either it sets up who she'll be in the third movie, or it takes care of her. That, oh, so she doesn't that if have she is arc. a background character in the third movie, at least we le have this. You at least have more of that character than you did in the second. Yeah, there is a it is the most mantis is in that yeah. holiday special. Okay. And, and it's and it's fun. It's a fun little confection. I can I, I like how, I mean, again, for folks who aren't aware, I mean James Gunn, I think he wrote that holiday special like in an afternoon or something while and decided while they were on the set of Guardians 3, hey, let's do this. Let's let's put this together now. Yeah, that's what I said, heard. And okay, yeah. let's do it. And he, he while probably, everyone was there. Yeah, and he's probably and to your point, John, he probably said, Huh, there's this little plot point I need to put in, but it's not gonna fit in the movie. So let me put it over here instead. And then, and, and quite clever. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, or, he's a smart guy for sure. Or is it, there's a plot point in three and I, and it comes, it doesn't have enough setup. Let me put all the setup in this special. Yeah. yeah. The other thing that's fun about the special when it starts, you go, Oh my God, this is the most expensive Christmas special. I've I ever seen because <laughs> the sets are gigantic and yeah. the CG is amazing. And you go, yeah, they all built all this for three. And then they, they obviously went to the same set and hung some lights on it. Right. <laughs> but it, it, yeah, it's really fun and not to, uh, 
not to spoil it or get too far into it, but I think it's, I do think it's going to be very important. Um, the way WandaVision was very important for Dr. Strange, multiverse right. of madness. Adam Warlock looks awesome too. Yeah. Adam Warlock does look awesome. And the high evolutionary is uh, surprisingly toned down. He's, is that who that is? Yep. He's How the main villain. Yeah. They, he, they were announced it at San Diego and the okay. actor came out in the crowd and yelled at everyone and said, I am a high evolutionary and demanded the crowd bow to him. And I was like, okay, he's feeling it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's he kind of the way um, he who remains looks in Loki. Like you can see hints to the classic costume, but he doesn't quite yeah. look like that character. Um, yeah, they're not going to put a fucking tea kettle on his head. You know yeah, what I mean? they, they didn't make him red. Yeah, <laughs> that was. But uh, but yeah, I, I mean, between Kang and the High Evolutionary, Stephen, you should be happy because we're playing with some seventies cosmic. Yeah, it's it's awesome. villains. <laughs> I actually, um, I didn't know that was the High Evolutionary, and I figured somebody on YouTube would have beat everyone to it and posted who he was and figured it all out. No, they announced it when they cast him. Okay, so that's cool. I, and that I, tracks, right for the Adam Warlock. It's like, all right, yeah. yeah. I think you, I think you, yeah, I think you need Adam Warlock because the origin of Adam Warlock is like these three dork scientists <laughs> in an issue of Fantastic Four yeah. created something, and then like Reed Richards yells at them, and then Adam Warlock disintegrates them <laughs> yeah i mean he disappears like, yeah, in space no, really a story i just want to know where harry styles is where's harry styles he's supposed to be star fox where yeah. is he well that's what it's like he they stuck him in eternals and i'm just like are they even gonna make another eternals you know what i mean it's like don't leave that character alone i love star fox i think everybody's showing up in secret wars <laughs> well, we've got black knight we got like yeah. good like 80s avengers team ready photons running around out there they she hulk Yep, they they tease Blade at the end of Eternals. Yeah, they should just put together the West Coast Avengers. You know, yeah, do it. seriously, I'd be down for that. Yeah, bring back Adrian Palicki as Markingbird. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. Because she was on Age of Shield. If it counts, uh, more and more is counting. I mean, you know, we yeah, we spent a lot of time in Ragnarok, the or not Ragnarok, uh, Dark World with the last Avengers movie. All that time travel, you yeah. Know, I'm like. And you know what? The Netflix series didn't count until Charlie Cox showed up in She-Hulk, or, or yeah. until Vincent D'Onofrio showed up in Hawkeye. Yeah, yeah, even earlier. And now, and now they count. So it's like it, it's literally like reading the comics. Oh, I didn't read that series. Yeah. Eh, it doesn't matter. Oh, now there's an asterisk. The, the movie should now come with asterisks. I've been saying that for a while. They should be putting the asterisks in the movies. You That's know? a subtitle track. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's funny though. I mean, we 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 uh, how much in the comic books? I mean, do we ever sit down and go comics or canon when they revamp so many things and retcon so many things with even with Spider-Man over the yeah. years? Yeah. I mean, I think it's it's kind of like with Batman or, or it's like DC comics. It's like this like rolling continuity. You know, it's like everything's rolling forward. So everything in the comics happened to Spider-Man, but it all happened in a really short time frame because he's yeah, only really. like he's only like 35. So he's had like a horrific 15 years of Spider-Man. That's know? like I, I've been rewatching uh King of the Hill because I've been uh because I've been shouting from the rooftops how good this new season of Beavs and Butthead is. And then as I was in a Mike Judge mood, I'm like, I'm gonna watch all of King of the Hill, and now I'm in like season nine, ten, and they're still saying the entire series of King of the Hill is one year. Because Bobby, yeah, because Bobby Hill's the same age. It's like, wow, you guys are busy. Yeah. <laughs> but that's wild. But yeah, but Marvel's tough because with DC, as you said, with Batman, DC over the years have gone like, we're stopping, we're stopping, yeah. we're stopping. Whereas Marvel is still like, 
No, Peter Parker was a sophomore in high school in 1962. Right. And now he's uh, maybe 26. Right. You know, and uh, that that's always a, a, a look, good look at your mortality was when you uh, when you become older than the character you looked up to. Yeah, I always go by like um, what who was president when Captain America was defrosted. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> it changes depending on when they're telling the origin. You know, I've seen it's like uh clinton was the president bush was the president you know obama was the president uh, was jfk actually the president i was think it... jfk was the president i know it's early i think it, yeah, it's early it 60s right before the assassination know? right but didn't they have like a whole i'm trying to remember what uh when this happened or did he become nomad at that point where they did Nixon, they had to, but they had to come up with a plot line to explain why Captain America did not get get involved in the Vietnam War, or something uh, like that. I don't know. Because sure they must have addressed it, right? Because I remember Iron Man was involved in the Vietnam War. There are actual issues of him in Vietnam. Yeah, Tony Stark in Vietnam. Yeah, well, and his origin takes place before the war, but yeah. it's in Vietnam just because the area was getting. Right. Really tense. I know in the Golden Age there are stories about why Superman and Batman were not in world war ii they would fight the nazis on the cover but there were no stories Mm -hmm. and it was when it was always like well if i leave gotham city crime will explode so i can't i can't fight nazis i got the riddler (laughs) (laughs) and then then later on they would explain that with uh hitler's spear of destiny where oh yeah kept them away was that the jsa or the jsa did a uh all-star squadron when it was all-star squadron yeah it was jsa yeah and yeah, that's so cool. much a Watchmen. Watchmen is, you know, Watchmen is the Charlton heroes getting involved in the war. That's why Dr. Manhattan is who he is. Yeah. And uh, Superman and Dark Knight Returns. They fought a lot of Nazis at home, too. You know what I mean? We had Nazis here. I think. Yeah, we sure did. We had. We Nazis. still do. We yeah, still apparently do, we yeah. still do. <laughs> we had them well, then. We've got them now. Well, but, speaking of fighting Nazis, there's going to be no better segue for the next hour. So let's start talking about the Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny trailer. I'm going to start with Elliot because Elliot goes pound for pound as an indie fan with me. Elliot is amassing a giant one-to-one uh, artifact collection that I do not own, but I maintain I have a six-scale collection of Indiana Jones that's waiting for an 80-year-old Harrison Ford to go on the shelf. <laughs> so we're evenly matched. Until I catch up with you over there. <laughs> mm, I still got a good income, buddy. Yeah, you do. You <laughs> I'm going to keep buying things. <laughs> so uh, what did you think of the trailer, Elliot, now that we finally saw it? Uh, I uh, Well, it was, that was the, that was, in essence, the, the footage they showed at D23 earlier this year. They just... Was it? They basically just they re-released just, that. They just re-released it, okay. and they, instead of at the end it saying Indiana Jones, it said the title Indiana Jones mm-hmm. and Dial of Destiny. Uh, I will. Uh, so I was like, "Oh, cool! Finally, the, you know, we've been waiting for this." Uh, the they had been talking about. Well, mind you, they've already been talking about the process of de-aging Harrison Ford and in um, Entertainment Weekly and Empire Magazine, Kathleen Kennedy said that they've come up with a more advanced uh, algorithm, computer algorithm, to figure out how to make him look younger in the movies. 
And I, I was going to say, yeah, yeah, sure, sure. You guys say that all the time. And then I saw the actual footage. And I was like, holy crap, that's scary good. And add to that, that's the early footage. They haven't even finished the movie yet. Can you imagine when they actually finish it and they release it? Because there's one scene in the trailer that looks a little wonky to me. The Which, when, what, what scene is that? When he's on the horse, when Harrison's on the horse. In the and, subway or on the street? On the street. Okay. And it, his head looks kind of weird. And you know he's not on the horse. Um, so I'm hoping that they fix that. Uh, but beyond that, all that other stuff looks looks really, really cool. I will say this, though, for as pulpy it is, it it does not look like a Steven Spielberg movie. It looks like someone else doing it. But It looks, it like, a James, it looks like a James Mangold movie, which um, the more I looked at it, uh, and I have a lot of faith in Mangold because of Logan, Mm-hmm. And uh, I started to think, is this the Indiana Jones Logan? Because we know it's the last one. And the more I watched it, is the more I'm like, maybe this is the right move. Maybe this is like John Favreau doing the Mandalorian. You know, take someone younger who's a fan of this. Because I rewatched uh, Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull yesterday. Um, it, being the Indiana Jones movie, I'd watched the least. Yeah. And the most gotta check in at it every once in a while, though. Yeah, and there's. I mean, there's a there's a lot wrong with it. I don't hate it as much as a lot of people. Um, I I put it above like Phantom Menace uh, in terms of Lucas's late later output, but there's a lot of uh, mistakes it makes, and many of them I'll put it I'll be over his feet. I think Spielberg was a little too too precious at that point. I think it was a little a little too coy. I think he played it too safe, and. Uh, I think he just wanted he just wanted to like give himself a warm feeling more than he wanted to give the fans a warm feeling and that and it seems like Mangold is coming in with that um that John Favreau touch where unlike JJ Abrams JJ Abrams always seems a little calculated to me JJ Abrams always seems like and I've liked a lot of his films but both his Star Trek and his Star Wars feels like a whiteboard in a conference room you know, what do people like? People like Harrison Ford. They like Chewbacca. They like, you know, they like Vulcans and nerve pinches. And okay, give me a script that has these 35 points on it. Yeah. Uh, whereas Favreau was like, this is how I felt when I was 12 watching this. And I'm getting that vibe from Mangold in this one. Well, I mean, in all fairness, though, all the Indiana Jones movies are exactly that. The whiteboards. It's them getting together, coming up with all the little set pieces and stunts. And saying, this is what we want. This is what we want in the story. This is what should happen here. Blah, 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 blah. And they, and they string it all together. And if I think for Crystal Skull, um, and that's one of those movies that the more I watch it, actually, the more I end up liking it. Because I, there are these little character bits in there that I learned to appreciate more and more. Um, but if the, the fault to that movie is it is the heaviest it's the heaviest on expository dialogue than all the indie movies. Like you look at Raiders of the Lost Ark, there's exposition in the very beginning and somewhere in the middle, there's a bit. And then the rest is just, uh, you see by what the characters do is boom, 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 boom. That's it. One thing sets up the other. Same with Temple of Doom. Temple of Doom's a friggin', uh, uh, 
Disney ride. It just keeps well, going. Well, Temple of Doom almost doesn't have a plot. Yes, exactly. <laughs> there's no exposition mm. because, like, there's one there's scene where they're like, these rocks glow. Go get the yeah. rocks to glow. We don't know why they glow. We don't know what they yep. do. Yep. We don't know why the, the thuggy cult exists. We don't know why they're pulling hearts out and dropping people in the lava. Yep. I've seen this movie 35 times. I don't know. <laughs> right. I know he loses a sleeve. That's about as much as I got out of it. How did that happen? <laughs> so... So then you get the crystal skull and it feels like it needs to explain every little plot point and show you that, oh, we did the research. And not only that, but uh, we're going to make sure we pull in a whole bunch of the, We're going to acknowledge all the history of the character. And we're going to, you know, because we're thinking at this point, this is really the last indie movie. Like every, after, hello, after. Sorry for folks on the podcast. I uh, yeah, hello. this is not yeah. a video podcast. So. Not a video podcast. Elliot's going to say hello for no reason because I don't edit. <laughs> anyway, um, so so but yeah. So as I watch Crystal Skull, I go, okay, I don't know if they needed to explain that again and again. I mean, seriously, in the middle of the the fight when um when um Indy and Mutt are escaping from the from the the diner, Indy is explaining as they're running <laughs> that oh. If, he sent you the letter because oh, I can translate it. <laughs> yeah, so, it's, it's exposition it's, on the go. Exactly. It's like it's like the West Wing, you know, instead of a walk walking in the hallway, yeah. it's an action scene. Yeah. Well, Crystal Skull, I feel like it leans so hard on exposition because it is so reliant on characters you don't know. Like it's it's like they are uh like Jim Broadband comes in and he's like, Oh, Indy, I resigned. And I'm like so who are you right you know and 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 ray winston is like i'm a bad guy i'm a good guy i cheated cards i need money and i'm like so who are you and then and then a half an hour shia labeouf talking about ox talking about john hurt i'm like who are you it's like all all of the major touch points are these characters who are have just been invented for this movie uh and the only thing that carries you through is oh that's an actor i like it's like yeah i love john hurt in the same way that like I liked it when John Hurt showed up in the 50th anniversary of Doctor Who. You know, he was a doctor that would have never been mentioned before, never mentioned again, obviously a stand-in for Christopher Eccleston, but you appreciate the character just because you like that actor. I felt like uh, Crystal Sculpts did that a lot because it, it, it was all these moments of like, oh my God, and this person. So it ended up all being exposition. And a lot of it was because like Sean Connery didn't want to do it, you know, and uh and uh, Marcus Brody had already passed away. It was like all of these missing elements. Whereas this trailer, you get John Rhys Davies immediately, which is one of the biggest holes I thought in Crystal Skull. I was like, I was like, where's where's Salah? Because he's in the two best films. In fairness, though, and I don't want this to turn into a let's let's talk Crystal Skull <laughs> podcast. Um, but uh, how do we know if we like something without comparing it to something we don't like? We don't like uh, that uh, is internet discourse. <laughs> uh, again, I will say but I'll, I'll give Stephen another 30 seconds and he'll talk about the boneheads at DC. <laughs> <laughs> I missed you, Stephen. No, I, I just appreciate you. Oh, guys. and yes, no. and speaking of which, I mean uh Elliot and I can go on and on and on about Indiana Jones to the point where uh Elliot is uh may even start a, a podcast about it um may may no. start one <laughs> but steven uh steven as i like to point out is younger than us 
He's yeah. also in better shape because he's in the fire academy. I'm a, yeah, well, it's scary. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm looking at you. Your 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 t-shirt's just hanging off of you, young man. Eat a sandwich already. <laughs> I'll do my best. I love how you're trying to bring him down to your level. <laughs> you're not you're not like I got to get a treadmill look like Stephen. You're like Stephen, eat a sandwich. Eat a sandwich. <laughs> well, um, but Stephen, you are of the generation that that came after. Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones was already an established thing, whereas yeah. Elliot and I remember Raiders coming out. Um, so obviously we can talk about the nostalgic feels all day long, but how did you feel uh, understanding the character, liking the character, but not having that uh, patriotism to it? Yeah, I mean, it's a, uh, I think it's something like Star Wars you kind of find, and it's like it's already a classic when you find it. So then when you watch it, it's already... You're going to like it. I don't know. It's like, it's one of those movies. I don't know anyone that doesn't like it. Um, but the trailer that I would agree with Elliot, the thing that kind of got me the most was the, the de-aging they did. And I feel like we kind of turned a corner on that. It looked, when they throw him in the chair and the hat comes off and it's a younger Indy, you're just like, holy shit. So um, I'm actually yeah, curious. I just, I, watched, how, it. Oh, I just watched it with, uh, I just watched it with my girlfriend, Jill. And she said, uh, so what movie did they pull the footage from? Oh wow, yeah. I mean, that's it how good it got. Good, yeah. So, and to Elliot's point too, it's probably going to look better on a big screen in a, six months or whenever it comes out when it's finished. You know what I mean? This is probably like pretty good, but not finished. You know, so I that that's kind of scary. <laughs> you know, where we're getting to this. I actually wonder how much of the movie is going to take place in like a flashback. You know, are they fleshing out the origin? Or are we just doing more Nazis? Like. The trailers seem to have a lot of Nazis in it. Yeah, well, from what I've heard, I don't know if these are rumors or if this is leaks, but from what I've heard about the story, it's about Nazis, but it's about the Nazis that are involved in the space program. Oh, and okay. uh, so basically, all the Nazis that got amnesty. Yeah, that we you know, that we snatched up. Yeah, the Werner, Von, the Werner Von Brauns of the world. Yeah, uh, Indy's got a problem with them. Yeah, I, I yeah. That's why he's a great American hero. <laughs> yes. uh, so I I believe that's what it's about. I think especially with uh, – it looks like Phoebe Waller-Bridge's character is going to be very heavy in this. So to just bring her into the story, I think the majority of it's going to take place in – they're saying 1969, hmm. which I was a little disappointed because when I saw Indiana Jones in Manhattan, I was like, oh, Indiana Jones meets Bob Dylan in Greenwich Village. <laughs> it's like, hey, Mr. Jones, where did he get the artifact? Uh, uh, you know, that's the song Ballad of a Thin Man. He says something is happening and you don't know what it is. Do you, Mr. Jones? The original lyric was, do you, Dr. Jones? <laughs> and, and the answer was that. I was like, I don't know. I came in for a cup of coffee. <laughs> He's got a Forrest Gump. James Bangle's got a Forrest Gump Bob Dylan into this thing. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be the sequel to that movie where there were like seven Bob Dylans, like one was Heath oh, Ledger yeah. and one was Kate Blanchett. <laughs> Uh, but uh, uh, but if you if you look at the um, the trailer on Disney Plus, there's go to extras. There's a little summary about what the movie's about too. Oh, okay. It's like oh, but it's a it's essentially it's it's indie coming to terms with a world that has he said has left him behind, you know. And which I think is one of the things that made people. I think one of the reasons a lot of folks rag on Crystal Skull outside of the issues they might have with the plot or Mutt or Shia LaBeouf is that we don't like the idea of our heroes getting older. Yeah. You know, we like them being young forever. 
and never aging, and we don't want to see them like in the twilight of of their lives. Hence Peter Parker being in high school in 1963. Yeah, and staying, and then the, the oldest he'll ever get is teach teach uh, elementary school. That's it. Um, so he'll get married, but he can't have kids. Can't have kids, yeah. right? But once they do, Norman Osborn's secretary will steal them away and apparently smother them and you'll never hear about them ever again uh, unless it's mayday parker in that alternate universe thing that they did alternate then, universe it's the yeah, one alternate rule universe there you go yeah. but uh, you know they had a baby during the clone saga and no one's ever brought that up Ooh. so well someone will so uh, to me it's like and now they they play the thing is that they really the the thing with harrison playing the character is that he what he doesn't get to go away from the age of the character like he's he's playing indy as a 70 year old or 70 something year old in this film and he looks incredible yeah yeah he looks like he did in crystal skull and that was yeah. 15 years ago and yeah. we, we are now the the space between dial of destiny and crystal skull is as long as the time between last crusade and crystal skull it is mm -hmm. not which, which yeah, yeah. Which felt like it because it was like eighty nine to two thousand eight was the, the period between those shit. two movies. Two thousand eight was, well, you know, my son was born in two thousand seven. He's fifteen. Yeah, jeez. So it's another fourteen year jump, that's and he crazy. looks the same. Yeah, that's what's crazy. He, I mean, I it's like unbelievable. I didn't know it was that like long. Plus, plus Harrison Ford's out there now. He's got all these projects coming out. He's got that Tombstone prequel that he's going to oh, be yeah. in. He's got that show with um, Jason Siegel. Jason Siegel, which uh, apparently involves a trampoline. That's all I know. <laughs> the whole trailer is Jason yeah. Siegel and the girl from the Drew Carey show, and a couple of people I've never seen before jumping on a trampoline in slow motion, and Harrison Ford refusing to do that, which is so on brand. And you know what? It's yeah. stole me. <laughs> yep, yep. So it's like it's not like the dude needs the money, I right? Mean, he's just he's just out there doing his thing. Um, but the, again, but his folks are like, okay, uh, how am I going to accept Indiana Jones as an old guy? Um, and uh, the Phoebe Waller-Bridge's character, you need her in there probably for the big action set pieces because people aren't that we saw that in Crystal Skull. Right, you're not going to buy Indy swinging through the trees like like um, was originally written in the script. Right. So you had to have Mutt do it. I'm sure there are going to be more things like that in this film that you need uh, another sidekick, so to speak, to come in and and um, and fill those the, that space where the big action set pieces. Right. He'll drive the motorcycle. He'll drive the truck. He'll right. drive the boat. <laughs> yeah, know? like Crystal Skull, he's on the back of the motorcycle while Shia LaBeouf is driving it. Right. Mm. And it, although uh, for folks who complain. Uh, well, you know, Harrison Ford's 70 years old. How can he do that kind of 80. stuff? 80. Yeah, well, I'm saying, but I'm like, uh, one, uh, Sylvester Stallone is now doing a show where he plays a 75 year old former mafia capo in Utah, and he's still intimidating as fuck, and he's pulling it off, and he's not moving away from the age. Of the care of his his own character, his own self in that, and it's done convincingly. And B, we saw fucking Bruce Willis when he was how old in the last Die Hard movie jump off the the, the wing of a jet plane, and he yeah, and people didn't buy it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm saying no one went. Oh, that's impossible. I, Everybody you know, went. Oh, that's, in the trailer, people went. Oh, that's impossible. 
Impossible. I thought you were going to go with Jeff Bridges as the old man because you love that show. No, you you climbed out on the thin ice. <laughs> well, I'm just saying no one went, he's too old for that. Because he no, was. everybody said he's too human for that. Well, that's true. <laughs> I'm saying we're, we're willing to accept certain things in action movies. with And then, and then, let's be honest, the, the, the it's not like the Indiana Jones movies were all that realistic, you know, it, to begin with. Even with Raiders of Lost Ark. You know, it's it, there are some things on there that uh, a reg, a real human being could not possibly survive, and yet Indy does. I always so. think of the raft out of the airplane, out of the mountain, and you know, it's like in Temple of Doom. I'm like, how the fuck did that happen? Yeah, you know, Stephen dead. No, you're absolutely right. But to me, I'll go back to Raiders. They still have to satisfactorily explain to me how Indy got on top of a submarine. Yeah. And didn't drown when the thing went underwater. And traveled and for hundreds of miles. The continent of Asia. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so that, please, someone. Apparently there was a deleted scene that showed the periscope never went under the water. I but guess. that's pneumonia. Yeah. But, and he supposedly, yes, exactly, pneumonia. And he supposedly uh, tied himself to the periscope using his whip, which he doesn't have. Because he swam out to the to the thing. So, yeah, Again. the thing about Indiana Jones, he doesn't have super strength. He just has super endurance. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I need that. That's my that, that would be a great power. Great power to have. Well, it's the mileage. <laughs> there, there's the mileage. Yeah. <clears throat> but, but but back to the point about the original trailer, I'll say, can I I want to I want to record a reaction video to all the reaction videos. Because that's like the first thing that everyone started doing, right? Oh, the moment, yeah. the moment. Yeah, I they, hate that. Like, okay. what did what did a stranger think of the trailer? Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's. Later. I always thought those were so weird. I took three days to talk to you two about it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And it, I just have, watched it this morning. Yeah. <laughs> and every this is not a video podcast, but every YouTube is just a freeze frame of somebody going. Exactly. Right. <laughs> it's like just just open mouth, just you know, Kevin McAllister, <laughs> Home Alone. Yeah, yeah. Right. Like, I, it's like, wh where did we get to the point where I want, I, why do I want to watch? And it's not even watching the trailer, it's watching someone watch a trailer. And it, and half the time, you can tell that they're overacting the whole time. Oh, yeah. Go, well, of course oh, they are because they know they're on camera. Yeah. You know, and uh, uh, I mean, don't get me wrong, like when they premiered, um, when they had, there were those reaction videos of, when Luke first appears at the end of Mandalorian, right? Which was something. That was something. And then you, there's this one where some guy is like watching it with his girlfriend, and he starts to cry because you know he's seeing Luke and his. And then girlfriend. she breaks up with him. <laughs> that's, that's afterwards. But but then like everything now is in a, a reaction video. I want a reaction video to the, we we just saw this. This is for the reaction video, and that's the old. Reacting to the video, which sucks. I'm like, oh God, can't we just enjoy things? Yeah, this well, it's why... people hate on everything. That's nah, all outrage. I started watching that uh, Spirited, the Ryan Reynolds, mm -hmm. uh, Will Ferrell movie, mm -hmm. uh, which I got about 40 minutes in uh, to the point when Jill went, "This is a musical," and it got turned off. <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, in that Ryan Reynolds, you know, it's it's basically like a Scrooge tale, but Ryan Reynolds plays a um, like a media director who's who's just outrage. He's just like he just plans outrage strategies. 
And his like niece comes in. She's like, I'm running for class president. And he's like, get me dirt on the other kid. And it's like, it's like, all right, we're going to post that. And we're going to say this kid is such a terrible kid. And then you win. It's like, yeah, because that's where we are. That's how the world works. It's like, I swear, it's like he was working for Fox News. Elect the people that we've been electing. (laughs) Yep. Uh, Yeah. They they had to get Ryan Reynolds to play that character because if anyone else plays him, you just, there's no way you would like him. him. Yeah. 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 There's no way you come back. But it's right. It's it's that generates clicks. That generates attention, making people angry, making people say, "Oh, this sucks," or "This is why it sucks." I swear, I get so tired every time I I, I go on the indie fan boards and someone brings up Crystal Skull. All of a sudden, everyone, oh, they made a fourth Indiana Jones movie. Oh, I don't even recognize it. Oh, the, you know, I'm like, ah, oh, for fuck's sake, people. No, or yeah, or, or at least, well, first of all, you've been doing the same joke for 20 years and you're expecting a laugh, yeah. uh, which I find offensive. But <laughs> but also the other thing is when people take any conversation to twist it into that, mm-hmm. where it's like uh, half, of, half of the comments I've seen about this trailer are like, are they going to nuke a fridge this time? Yeah. As long as there's no CG gophers. And it's like, why you know you don't like that movie don't talk about it yeah well Just so is on. the is the reaction of the trailer pretty positive or are people like like how is this trailer being received do you guys know like are people excited like it seems i i thought it looked like a good trailer like it looks really good i've seen i've seen positive reaction for the most part yeah. but people keep saying oh but i thought crystal skull would be good it's like oh fuck shut up God. yeah it's, it's so what you're saying is this trailer is so good that the only outrage people can generate because they have to is by pointing is by going to something back else to, in the franchise. Yeah. yeah. A decade and a half ago. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just it's just and I will say I I I will be that first person to say it. I know. I, I say Crystal Skull is the moonraker of Indiana Jones movies. All right. And this is a funny thing because if you actually watch Moonraker. It breaks. It doesn't break any of the rules of the James Bond films. It follows the James Bond narrative to a T. It follows everything. I kept wait. I remember when we did Shake and Not Heard. It was time to look at Moonraker. I said, "I'm going to watch this. I'm going to see." Okay, I'm sure it's going to be way. It's che- it's probably going to be real cheesy and worse than I remember as a kid. So I'm just going to go in with that mindset. And as I was watching it, I'm going, "No, actually, this movie is no." It's doing everything that every James Bond movie does. It's not breaking any of the rules. If anything, it's doing some things better. And um, why do people rag on Moonraker all the time? So I'm there going, when I watch Crystal Skull, I go, okay, I can see why people have a problem. But if you have a problem with this here, then you should have had a problem there. Like to me, Crystal Skull is just um, Last Crusade turned up to 11, you know? Yeah. So... Well, that's another thing I, I wonder about this movie is Crystal Skull, for uh, all of its reception, did establish some major moments in Indies canon. So is this an Indiana Jones that is still married to Marion Wavenwood? Is this still is this an Indiana Jones that has a relationship with Mutt Williams? Or is that just swept under the carpet? Like uh, the relationship with his dad and Crystal Skull. You know, Sean Connery had retired from acting because he couldn't remember lines. He was supposed to play Jim Broadbent's role. And then they were just like, then there's one line where he just looks at a picture. He's like, ah, dad's dead. Is it going to be one of those? Like, oh, Marion died. 
Yeah. <laughs> I feel and like Paul. it won't. Mutt be... Williams fell into the grave with her. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't. I. I didn't like the Mutt Williams character, and I felt like the idea. He's of, harder like, to watch now. I, I bet knowing how crazy now. Shia LaBeouf got. Yeah, he's hard to watch. So I feel like I, but I also don't like them not addressing or just like sweeping things under the rug. So I wouldn't mind them like a line like, oh, Mutz, I don't know. Last I heard he was off in Europe doing who cares, you know, <laughs> and then Mary telling is, people to just do it. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, and it's like, I don't know about Mary, but like same kind of thing. It's like there should be just some kind of line or mention of like, so we know kind of like where that this is in the same continuity. It is obviously in the same continuity, but I just don't like them like sweeping shit under the rug and just not, they don't have to go out of the way to mention it. It could be a simple line. Nah, he ain't around. Oh, she left me again. I'm a jerk. You know, it's like, it's anything, just something. Yeah, I would hope it would be just positive. I would, I would. Yeah, hope I hope it's There's not just negative. a line that Marion's at home. Right. I was like, you know what? Just, just stabilize that and move on from it. Especially I will... if it's the last one, you want him to have like a happy ending. You know what I mean? You don't want him to be alone, you know? Yeah, but this is the director of Logan, so he may die. Yeah, he may die. Well, that's because Logan's character is, <clears throat> I mean, that's the whole, that was what his character was always intended to be. I mean, when you live that kind of a life, of course you're going to die. Whereas Indy is about discovery. It's not, not so much about, like, war and and combat and retribution and so on and so forth. But it's also about near misses. Yes. So, so it's very easy. And and I will maintain in Logan, Professor X also dies. And that's not the track he's on. Spoiler. Yeah. Spoiler from six years ago. I barely remember the job I had when I saw that. Oh, <laughs> uh, that scene. No, I, I always, that is the one, that is the one scene in the movie where I, I have a really hard time rewatching Logan. That scene right there, where Patrick Stewart as as you know as Charles Xavier is talking to who he thinks is Logan, telling him the oh, whole yeah. thing. The, this is what we live for. These moments right here to live and to love and to know peace and da, 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 da. and then that right there, boom, it's over. And you're like, oh God. <clears throat> I will say this though, um, I will give up Marion and Mutt if I can get short round to come back. Just a little cameo by him near the end, like at, yeah. at school or something. Yeah, you know? I feel I feel like we won't because that picture went viral of the two of them meeting yeah. at D23. Right. And that I think that was such a big moment they, and they hadn't seen each other. I was like, okay, he was never on the set. No, he and he's had was. this, he's had a big comeback with everything all at once. Everywhere, everything all at once. Yes. Um, so yeah, he's but- he's back in the public eye, but I think I think it was too late in shooting to get him in it. Post credit scene, post credit scene. There we go. I go. I just, just none of the movies I've ever had a post credit scene. So does yeah. that then break the formula? Good, but <clears throat> and I, um, but uh, again, uh, to, it should be noted that in the stills on Empire Magazine, Indy is shown wearing a wedding band. So oh, okay. We're assuming he's we're assuming he's still married to Marion, or he could be a widower for all we know. Yeah, like Unforgiven. Right. Um, and um, and Mutt, yeah, we know he's not coming back for many. And it could easily it could be the whole he followed a different life than I did, you know, and he was well, the character would be in his mid 30s anyway. So right. Um, right. I, I also think it's smart to make Phoebe Waller Bridge clearly a replacement for Shia LaBeouf, number yeah. one, but to make make her a goddaughter so we don't have to explain, you know, and I'm sure it's going to be 
the daughter of some professor we hadn't heard about before, like like Marion's second husband, like uh, Marion's husband. You know, I'm sure there'll be some tenuous grip that doesn't reach deep enough into yeah. continuity. It always seems like that's kind of part of the formula too now, where it's like you introduce a character and it's like, oh, this is a person from another part of the Indiana Jones timeline that we just haven't seen yet, you know? I mean, unless there's something in like that TV show that counts that they're going to pull. You know what I mean? It's like... There were mentions the of Crystal Skull to young Indiana Jones. Yeah. yeah. So it is it is in canon, and uh, they did erase old Indy from those episodes. You know, they had like they a nine-year-old guy with an eye patch. They removed that in Crystal Skull be, just be, so he doesn't have a definitive ending of that. So he doesn't become a grandpa in a 90s house. Yeah. With a you know daughter to a Karen. <laughs> I kind of actually think you might be right on something that they might kill him at the end because it's like then you don't have to think about it. No, Jones no, in no, retirement home. no. <laughs> Harrison said, "When when I'm gone, he's gone." Yeah. Well, well you know what? Uh, fine. Okay, y'all want to kill Indy? Fine. I didn't say I wanted I to kill wanted anybody. To <laughs> but don't so, put it on us because you can't process it emotionally. <laughs> just so you know, Hugh Jackman is coming back as Wolverine. Okay, folks. So you know, even though he died in Logan, they're bringing him back. Yeah, yeah but they but also he, killed he, Patrick Stewart twice. Patrick <laughs> 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 Stewart in the MCU yeah. to kill him within ten minutes. <laughs> the X Men timeline's a hot mess. Yeah. <laughs> in both the comics. And in the movies. Yeah, maybe that's, that's part. That was the intention, I'm comics. sure. Yeah. It's comic accurate. It's a mess. I, I want to believe, though. I want to believe that the, the Indy won't die at the end. I want to believe it's going to be like the, the little, he's going to enjoy retirement. It should somewhere. be that. It should yeah. be. Give him a good life. He fought Nazis. Fought the he goes Nazis. to the Grey Havens. That's how it ends. Yeah. And again, it's the Dial of Destiny, which, which has people thinking, everyone keeps saying time travel, time travel, time travel, which... I'm like, all right, but you know. But Indiana Jones is always that because always there's flashbacks that. in the movie. Yeah. Well, the, the that bit where he's fighting Nazis. I mean, it's they've already said that's for the opening, the opening sequence. You know, when when the indie movies start with him in the middle of an adventure. Right. So that's supposed to be him, and we're assuming it's the whole thing with. Um, Again, getting one of the one of the scientists out, you know, one of those Nazi scientists or something or the other, and then boom, you get into the main adventure. So uh, I don't know if there's going to be hopping back and forth though. There's there's this um there's this a uh, somebody went around. There's that scene where he's on top of the um, the train and he sees like a, a a figure approaching him in the mist. People say, "Oh, that's de that's definitive proof. It's time travel because that's Indy meeting himself, mm. you know, on the train." And I'm like, mm. uh, "Okay." Mm. And the other thing too, you, you do know that these movies have gotten quite clever in them creating scenes for trailers that look completely different than what happens in the actual film itself. So they kind of like throw you off by showing you oh, yeah. things that just don't happen. Remember, Kid, uh, you're a big you're a big fan of that of the. the Changing things with CG in a trailer, adding shots it. that were never meant to be in the movie. I always think of the like Iron Man and Spider Man like side by side. Oh, Iron like they do like a pass by like this. Movie. Yeah, and Homecoming that there's no place that could have ever fit anywhere in that movie. Right. Yeah, it's like Avengers did that with Infinity War, I think, or maybe Endgame. They did that where they'd have like scenes that just were altered, or they took characters out, or put characters in. 
Uh, yeah. And I mean, how hard is it to put a silhouette hat on a guy in mist? You know what I mean? Cause you didn't really, hat, really right? hard. Cause it takes 15 years to get another one of these. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we will discuss these things in the, in the upcoming Indiana Jones podcast. So, yeah. <laughs> but the, the important thing that I think we all want to walk away with is, uh, because of this movie, we will have Indiana Jones Marvel Legends. And I'm done. That's all I needed. <laughs> and I call I call every six-inch scale now Marvel Legends. Star Wars Black is Marvel Legends. G.I. Joe Classified is Marvel Legends. Yeah. Whatever those Ghostbusters are are Marvel Legends. But they they showed uh they showed the first five and then they, they snuck in a Temple of Doom tuxedo uh, Indiana Jones. Now Elliot, last you said you said you were definitely getting indie. You weren't sure about the others. Are you more into this line? Because oh, I'm getting man. everything. I know. It's like, it's just the thing is, it kills me is that they're just so blessed expensive. And where am I going to put them? You know, I don't have, I don't have like all the shelves that you do to be able to display them. I'm still You have a to... lot of bookcases and you could put a figure in front of a book. That's true. Um, and I have my, as you said, my growing Indiana Jones, uh, prop collection, which is still, mm -hmm. I'm still figuring out. <clears throat> I'm also in a two, I'm also in a two bedroom apartment with two boys. You can't talk about having more space than this. <laughs> You're in a house. You have a house. You're in a sir. house with a, with a giant dog. I have, yeah. And two bedrooms that I don't even use. That's true. <laughs> uh, yeah. But yeah, no, I saw that Temple of Doom, uh, the tuxedo one. I'm like, mm -hmm. oh, damn. Now now they're really pulling me in. They and they didn't even do that in the three and three quarter line when Crystal Skull came out. I still I was... have all of those figures. They did the sleeveless Temple of Doom. They did the Temple of Doom set. But that was the only indie. They never did that tuxedo yes. one. See, now gold, I have... Which is the Goldfinger tuxedo. Yeah, which is... I Yes, exactly. It's the it's that one. Some folks had already said, oh, you can get this one and you can switch out a custom head and make him um, James Bond. I'm like, yeah, you could do that. So when they do a Henry Jones, are you, are you just going to take the Henry Jones Sr. and put it on there? <laughs> it's, it's bald James Bond with a beard. <laughs> He's James Bond in disguise. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, and then I know, and I, you, you know, that short round is going to look really good. So mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, I got to get Tuxedo Indy. I've got to get Shorty. Oh my goodness. If they decide to make the getaway car from Temple of Doom, Ooh. I'd Which be they like, did not, they, they did. Yeah, I'd say the odds of that are lower because vehicles in that scale are very expensive. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, that's like, seems like all the vehicles they do in the six inch scales become Haslabs. You know, the well, they, tank or the ghost rider car. So I wouldn't hold out for that. The three and three quarter did the truck from Raiders. And I do have that one. Yeah. Uh, see, that's the other one. So if they did, I would be tempted to go in on a HasLab if they actually do that sort of thing. <clears throat> I miss out. I, I don't know how many times I've had a chance to get one of those Raiders uh, trucks like at a comic convention. And I just would pass by them. Go, oh, okay. It's cool. I still have my Kenner Well of the Souls playset. Ah, uh, I saw one of those out there. Uh, it was I'm like, I don't need it in mint in a, in a box that's in like near mint condition. I just want the set itself. So I can set up a, like a diorama. Yeah. Mine's mine's my <laughs> old one I had when I was a kid. So I, I went on eBay. This is probably 15 years ago and just got the parts that I was missing. I was you like, probably oh, did that when this. crystal skull came out <laughs> before. And it was, I'm sure it was much cheaper than it is now. It was before the new three, three quarter line. And when that came out, I was like, hey, there's a new arc. I'll just use this arc. You know, there's a new Indy, a new Marion. I'll just use them. 
Um, I didn't get all the snakes because <laughs> there were a lot of snakes. I also have all the Lego sets, but now they're all individual bricks in a pile of Lego. Yeah. So do I really even own them? No, nah, yeah, I mean, you do. <laughs> You're just in a, you own them in a configuration that you can never put back. Yeah. I, oh, I tried. You, you should have seen the Simpsons house. Yeah. That was the first two months of the pandemic was me sorting Legos by color. And then at the end of that, I decided decided to move out of that house. Mm. <laughs> which which brings me to my next question, because now they've really started with the marketing of this film. Oh. When can, when should I expect to see all that uh, that product out there? Because you know it's going to come out a month or two beforehand. At least the action figures, but things like Lego sets, books, um, uh, puzzles. There, I know there's a, the guys who did Wolfenstein 3D are working on an Indiana Jones game, a video oh, game. Oh, that's cool. Some of those, some of the indie games were good. I, I'm I'm not a big gamer, but I remember enjoying some of them very very much. And that uh, that that whole thing, like the board games, I, I really wish that uh, outside of the Escape the Temple of uh, Akator uh, set that they did for Crystal Skull, they didn't come out with any other board games that would have been fun. <clears throat> I do have the I do have the Akator playset for the three three quarter line, which was the Mask Headquarters, and then it was the Revenge of the Sith Mustafar. <laughs> it was ah. like this. It was basically <laughs> Battle of Kenner Mountain. Yeah, they just <laughs> repaint it everything. Uh, yeah, it'll be it'll be fun. I think spring we're gonna start seeing some seeing stuff, and uh, I am definitely waiting for Hot Toys if they redo their Raiders because I wasn't quite happy with that. I had it and sold it, and I will take my eighty year old Harrison Ford. I, well, I, like I said I have all four on a bookcase. I'll definitely put the fifth there. Well, I've got well, thanks to you, I have my seventy year old Han Solo. So yeah. I can now put which you know, I rebought. Ah, <laughs> so, of course, of course. I got it's funny. Mr. Wayne's had a small business sale, and there was old Hannah. And I was like, "Well, I gave it to Elliot. This is karma." It is, and it's funny because I I actually ran into an old Han Solo at I forgot what store, and I saw him. It was I go, it was in the box. I'm like, oh, but I've already got him now, so I don't. I guess I don't need him again, you know. So. Because the one you gave me was in such an excellent shape, so I mean, because like I don't you... play with toys anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I, I buy, I buy them, open them, make it's, sure all the you set them on a room. shelf, and you're like, yeah, look at that. You want a bin? <laughs> I don't yeah. have any room. <laughs> so I want my indie to go right next to him. So. Ah, yeah. If only they had a Decker. Oh, <gasps> see, well, they. I remember. Did it? Was it? Uh, not was it? I forget who it was. Not Hot Toys or Sideshow. They did a Decker a while back. Yeah, I don't remember <laughs> anybody doing Blade Runner from either movie. No, but the 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 um not the well, it was Stat like the, the big the statue. Yeah, I, I want to say Sideshow did one a hmm. while back because I remember seeing it and going, "Oh, this one's nice." And then you have um every once in a while you can go out. Like you go to the conventions and you find the guys who have the customs set up. And you yeah, can... I have a custom Marion Ravenwood that I bought. I bought the head from a guy in Florida, and I bought yeah. the uh, and I bought the dress from Prague. Yeah, and then just got a body. That's so. Uh, I'm trying to. Uh, I would say you can always put a decor together, but I want again, like you said, the Marvel Legends style guys to put side by side, <clears throat> and then eventually, um, you know, get the the. I want to do the young Han Solo. Young indie. and, and mm -hmm. young indie, and then older than out, you know, like to bookend each other. You so, could just keep going down and get River Phoenix, 
and then Sean Patrick Flannery. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they get so young, they turn into other people. The little babies. Then, then the little kid, the little kid who plays yeah, the little kid. Early. Yeah. And then you have uh, Indy as, a, as an infant, um, you know, with the dog, you know, watching over the crib. So. <laughs> Uh, so obviously it seems like there's a positive response to this trailer. Uh, it comes out June 30th, I believe. It's been yeah. a big movie. It's, in, it's well into the summer. We're going to have, um, I believe we're getting guardians before we're getting Indy. Uh, guardians is going to be May and Indy, which is, this is the only Indiana Jones movie to not open in May. Oh, well, oh, it's so it's weird. It's like Disney. You think they would have kept May for Indy and pushed guardians back. Yeah. Cause guardians can't, the, the other guardians were July. They were middle of the summer movies, so it's interesting that they're switching the release dates of those. I'm I'm guessing it's because they, it's their mar it's the big Marvel. It's also what phase there we're in phase four now, right? I think I think we started five. I think five? they said Wakanda yeah. Forever ended phase four. Phase four. They said that. Yeah, because yeah. when's Ant Man? Ant Man's February, right? Yeah, yeah. It's going to be before the before the summer, and that's going to kick off. So you got five. February, March, April, May, June. Jesus, there's gonna be so many movies. There's gonna be reasons to leave the house, which I I'm not a fan of. <laughs> or or just wait for them to show up on Disney Plus. Yeah, you don't really have to leave anymore, Jack. Yeah. They always do. I, as well as all of the stuff that's proprietary to there that you can't <laughs> go anywhere else for. Yes. Well, if, if people want to go to other places to find you, how do they find you, Elliot? Of course, you can always see me on social media. Uh, follow me under my name, Elliot Serrano, with two L's, two T's, and two R's across all social media platforms. Uh, you will also find me uh, popping up on this particular podcast as part of the MCU Review, where you can watch the video uh, live streams or archives of our of, of our live streams at facebook.com slash review. We also have an archive of all the shows on our YouTube page. So if you go to youtube.com, uh, do a search for M-C-U-R-E-V-U, you'll find our page where we've had lots of great guests on the show. Um, our most recent episode uh, was um, um, reviewing Thor Ragnarok uh, with uh, Chicago White Sox color man Connor McKnight. Uh, before that, we had we talked about uh, Spider-Man: Homecoming with uh, former Marvel and Daredevil writer D.G. Chichester. If you want to see me fanboy out over somebody, watch that show. Let, let's put it this way: you fanboyed out so hard that you're talking about it two months later. Two months later, it was yeah. three podcasts ago. <laughs> <laughs> Stephen, how do we find you? Uh, you can find me occasionally on social media, YouTube and Instagram at the Brave Butter Pecan. And you can follow the show uh, anywhere you get podcasts. Uh, the MCU Review, you can watch the video streams on Facebook and uh, I believe Stitcher, uh, Twitch, and YouTube. Uh, and you can follow me and not on my book on uh, Instagram and Twitter. On <laughs> <laughs> what are you on again, John? That, uh, I'm on uh, Instagram Twitter. <laughs> I'm um, trying not to be on one of them, mm. uh, but uh, most most active you can find on facebook.com slash caffeinated comments. And either way, we will talk to you next week.